Welcome, folks, to the premiere edition of the Boltcast podcast. My name is Michael Pittman. I'm the president and founder of Connected Solutions Group. I am here with my co-host, James Muncie, our chief operating officer. What's going on, James? Hey, Mike. How are you? Fantastic. We are here in the office uh, the day before Thanksgiving, actually. And uh, if you guys, uh, if my guys expected to have an easy day today, you guys out there in the Verizon field have done a tremendous job of keeping them very busy. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of rushing around in the office today, trying to make sure that we get our activations and stuff in uh, by the end of the month. So you know, thank you uh, for the business. I'm sure these guys are, are feeling a little a little stressed before the holiday, but that's okay, right? They uh, absolutely, yeah. But no uh, no half day at CSG today. But we are we are going to be closed Friday as well. So at least they've got that. Yep, absolutely. So what are we doing here? I'm just going to dive right in. I'm a big podcast guy. I've, I've actually ran a few podcasts in my sports fandom uh, prior life, uh, and I've, I've grown to kind of have an affinity for them as much time as I spent on the road uh, meeting with you guys in Verizon offices around the country. Um, I, I found it to be a relaxing way to travel, uh, listen to things that motivate me or, or business wireless related stuff that I can learn from and as well as uh, taking time to, to listen to personal things that relax me and, and help me try to wind down from the, from the chaos that is uh, the channel. Mm. So I thought that it would be really cool to give you guys another, another uh, content source and if you follow me on social media uh, or my LinkedIn account, you probably know I'm, I'm not shy on that on that type of thing um, but I love people getting to know us learning more about us um, getting to see kind of who we are and what we're all about so I thought let's do 30 minutes uh, we'll get some Verizon leadership on we'll get some reps around the country to come and ask some questions we'll get some of our teammates that you you guys uh, may not know as well that are that are doing a lot of the work for you here in the office uh, on and and we'll talk about the channel we'll talk about trends we'll talk about what we're seeing in the market and uh, what we can do to kind of grow this business together yeah and address all the popular questions you know we see we see constantly the same questions pop up time and time again and this is a great venue for us to be able to discuss some of those and allow people also to enter their questions in when they have them right so to that end um, and the increasing transparency you, you guys are going to see in the next couple of weeks a, a video. I'm going to upload it on our YouTube channel. We're actually going to present in a very transparent way uh, for the world to see exactly what CSG is doing operationally uh, in 2020, what we're focusing on, uh, kind of the initiatives behind uh, our, our focus as we move forward. I wanted, as the channel market continues to grow and Verizon options continue to grow, I wanted to really kind of just put ourselves out there and say, mm. here's what we're about. Here's how we plan on scaling and growing this business. And here's how we plan on bringing new things to market. Here's how we plan on expanding our existing solutions. And James, you've obviously been integral part of that. You've been here uh, with us over a year now. You and I have worked together at a, you know, many, yeah. many successful businesses. Um, thrilled to have you here, but we brought you here for a reason, to help us uh, be better at, at what we do. And this new ARPO initiative, uh, which is an acronym RPOE, why don't you tell them a little bit about what that's about? Yeah, so ARPO is Relentless Pursuit of Operational Excellence. And that is really CSG's commitment 
internally here, but of course it, it goes external uh, to make sure that from an operation standpoint, uh, we are constantly meeting and exceeding our customers' expectations. And our customers are Verizon's customers, so it translates straight across, uh, of course, into Verizon. And what it means is as we grow, we've got to be able to scale this business in a way that it is seamless to Verizon and to our customers. That if we double or triple in size, as we have already done many times over in the last four years, that our service level remains the same or even gets better. So there's a whole list of things that we've been working on in the last year and that will carry on to 2020 from scaling our divisions to putting in all encompassing information systems to uh, bind our business together from our accounting to our inventory to our project management, et cetera, um, to a bunch of quality initiatives, getting our ISO 9001 and 13485. And I don't wanna steal the thunder from that presentation, Mike, but we have just bent over backwards this year to set ourselves up to continue to sustain this growth in a way that allows us to deliver the same level of service and even improve our service uh, that Verizon reps across the country have become accustomed to. That's right. And um, look for that video. It's going to be very important to me. I'll probably make you know some corny Mike Pittman fashion. I'll make some plea uh, that you know if if you guys have have worked with us in the past or, or if you if we've done every ever done anything to help you in the past you know take a minute and watch this video it's probably going to be about 30 minutes but i'm going to just get down into the weeds and be very upfront and transparent and honest about what we're doing and why we're doing it and i, I want your feedback on it and i'm very excited to get it out there and again I, a couple people i've spoken to think i'm a little crazy for just kind of putting it out there in this way our competition's going to see it um, you know, it just, to me, it's just, it's, it's that important that we have that level of transparency. And I know that what we're doing is, is, you know, it's been four years in the making and it's, it's our team and, uh, the, the kind of, um, really the, 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 the lack of fear of, of running into, uh, new things and being challenged and, and doing things that might not always be the easiest. It's, it's, it's our special culture that we have here that allows me to feel comfortable to just put this out the way that we're going to do it. Yeah, and transparency has been a huge part of CSG from day one. And we put ourselves out there this past year with the Inc. 5000 and having to put our financials out there for the world to see. And any concern over competitors, et cetera, seeing this, if somebody wants to try to emulate us, then more power to them. It is greatly overruled by what we feel the need is for Verizon reps across the country to get a clear, transparent view of what we're doing here every single day. We owe it to you for you to see how we're doing what we're doing for your customers on a daily basis that allows you to trust us to take these deals, run with them, and get them closed. And we want you to be able to see exactly how we're doing it and how we're continuing to grow. I very much look forward for that to be released uh, and look forward to your feedback. So I thought I'd share... Uh, one quick story before we, we do just to give you a quick uh, where we're going today on this on this edition interview coming up with Andy Brady. Don't miss that vice president under TJ Fox that's responsible for all VBG business. Uh, Andy's going to come on, talk a little bit about leadership and and uh, the channel and, and how this um, co-sell program that we're a part of has, has helped Verizon evolve and 
Uh, it's a really good conversation. Stick around for that. Uh, we've got Patrick Hamilton, who is our MDM whiz. I'm sure most of you listening to this know that name. If, if you don't, uh, stick around. He is uh, our director of our MDM side, which is our probably our fastest growing from a lead perspective side of our business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be an interesting conversation. He's going to talk uh, to you guys about how to position MDM. So uh, before we get going on those cool things, I did want to share one story that kind of echoes our sentiments with our focus in operations. I, sh- I shared this with the with the company about a year and a half ago. I heard it on a podcast. Uh, as I said, I listen a lot as I, as I travel around the country. And it was Steve Wynn, the founder of Wynn Resort and Casino, uh, sharing a story about a family vacation he took in Paris. So he had his wife and kids with him. Uh, they were staying at a, a Four Seasons hotel. And his daughter um, had gotten a croissant in the morning, and she ate half of it. And she wanted to save the, the second half for later. So she left it on the bedside table. Uh, she thought she left it in a way that it wouldn't get tossed. Uh, they went out, explored Paris for a while came back and then the croissant was gone and she was upset that they threw it away so uh steve Wynn went over to the phone to try to order another one or about to order another one and there was a message on the phone and he clicked the message and it was from the front desk um they said housekeeping had removed the the half croissant assuming that upon arrival that they would want a fresh one Hmm. and they had already communicated all of that across multiple departments at the hotel. Front desk had contacted the kitchen to set aside the croissant. Room service was informed that they would need to deliver it, um, you know, as soon as, as, as they called it in. And within a couple minutes, she had a fresh, brand-new croissant um, uh, to consume there in the room. So Steve Wynn has um, noted that moment as a indication of the level of, level of service that he expected his hotel chain uh, to offer customers. Mm -hmm. And so we've kind of baked that into the fabric of what we do here at CSG um, to the point for, for a long time, anytime somebody did something that, that kind of felt like the croissant story uh, in our internal messaging system on our Slack channel, uh, you know, one of their uh, colleagues would, would post a picture of, of just a croissant. And everyone at the company knew what that meant, that, you know, that they had taken a, a moment to do something that's seemingly trivial, uh, that kind of elevated the customer experience. And, and James, as someone you and I have worked together a long time, um, customer experience is so important, probably even more so in a lot of circumstances than the product that you're selling. A lot more. And it's, it reminds us to not forget that the small things or the seemingly small things can make a huge difference to the customer. I mean, that that's an awesome story where a, a, a half-eaten croissant becomes that impressionable to Steve Wynn that he takes that lesson and blows it up a million times in how he does customer service at his hotels, casinos, resorts around the world. And for us to grab that as well and, and try to always keep in mind that going the extra mile, even if it's only an extra half inch to us, to that customer, uh, it, it can it can change everything. And to that end, I think that's a perfect segue into uh, introducing our director of MDM in for a, a, just a quick little uh, panel discussion here. He is actually... Uh, it's it's surprising that we have him for 15 minutes right now <laughs> because he is typically booked uh, on customer support calls on the hour. And like I said before, cr- 
cramming in here right before the holiday. He, he's pretty busy, but we did steal him for a few minutes. Uh, so we'd like to welcome in Patrick Hamilton with our MDM department. Patrick, how are you doing this afternoon? Good. Busy holiday week. Good, good. I know that you guys are getting crammed here right before uh, Thanksgiving. Turns out that uh, people still need their activations. So uh, turkeys or, or not, uh, things are a little hectic in the MDM lab. Uh, James Muncy, our COO, is also here with us. What's up? Happy Thanksgiving. Hi, James. So I thought we would just kind of talk a little bit. Look, MDM is is becoming such a huge part of what we're doing here. It's, it's a very big growing uh, department uh, at our company. It's a very big uh, point of emphasis for Verizon Wireless and for the customers we serve. And I just wanted to talk to you. You've been doing this now for essentially a couple of years. You've been involved um, from the minute that we decided that we wanted to make MDM an initiative at CSG. And from a trend standpoint, Patrick, what you've seen, you, you've been dealing with these customers on a day-to-day -day basis for a very long time. What are you seeing? What, what type of applications are you seeing? Like, what are, what are the main use cases for the MDMs that come across your desk? Um, and what are the biggest concerns that the customers are trying to address uh, when they're selecting an MDM? Sure. So uh, for the most part, um, corporate-owned devices that the company is deploying as, you know, company-owned units that they not necessarily want to allow the device user a ton of freedom on. Uh, they're really for a very specific purpose within their organization. Uh, that's the most popular use case, in my opinion. A lot of people are utilizing features for Android devices like that kiosk mode, uh, so you can customize the home screen. A lot of people are utilizing for iOS devices uh, all the features of supervised mode that essentially allow you to do very similar things um, and really manage the device as a corporate resource, not necessarily your, like your traditional uh, mobile device experience. So, uh, you know, converting these devices that are made to allow you as much freedom as possible into something that is extremely, you know, curated, extremely limited, and extremely focused on exactly what their intended purpose is within the company. How that take shape kind of depends on the customer, but um, that's for the most part in my experience. If you're a, a the Verizon rep listening to this and, and they're trying to sell more MDM, um, are there any verticals that have stood out to you? Like, seems like a lot of people in this space are, are, are using MDMs a lot or um, a good selling point to a customer and, and, you know, this particular field is that, you know, if you, if it was plumbing, for example, you know, plumbing companies tend to use MDMs in this way. Is there anything that kind of stands out just from a vertical perspective as uh, someone who is required to sell more MDM, like the type of customers maybe they should be going after? Uh, well, transportation, um, you know, a lot of transportation companies, um, partially because of the, you know, ELD mandate are putting mobile devices into their, into their vehicles and being able to sort of simplify those utilizing an MDM, restrict them so that people can't, um, you know, get into trouble uh, is uh, extremely popular. Uh, so a lot of the customers that we work with that are transportation customers fall exactly into that popular use case that I, I just went over the, you know, converting a, a company owned device into something that's extremely simplified, you know, 
only provides access to the things that are necessary for that person's job, and, and that's essentially it. So yeah, transportation is, is a huge vertical. Healthcare is another one. Um, those would probably be the two front runners. Talk a little bit, Patrick, about from a high level, what these MDMs can and can't do. One thing that I've heard a lot recently as I've been on the road is a lot of customers and their employees especially think that when this MDM software is pushed onto their devices, that it's going to spy on them, that it can tell what they're typing, it can capture emails, it can even listen into phone conversations. And spent a lot of time recently kind of setting the record straight on that. So what what does the software do and, and what address some of these concerns, what doesn't it do? Sure, so mobile device management or MDM is really focused on device, remote device management. And by management, uh, that traditionally means uh, remote configuration. Um, you know, so making sure the device has the content that it needs on it, um, making sure that it's uh, restricted in the way that the company needs it to be restricted in terms of, um, you know, what features can be used, what features can't, um, and also, um, being able to manage the device on an ongoing basis. So being able to send commands to the device to, you know, unlock it if somebody's locked out of it or uh, find it if it's lost or, um, you know, various things like that. Uh, in terms of the information that's collected about the device, um, that's not really the focus of the MDM. The information gathering side of an MDM solution is very utilitarian and is mostly focused on making sure that you have all the information you need to, you know, troubleshoot if you need to, and also uh, determine things about the device that are considered essential. So, you know, battery percentage in some cases you can see through an MDM, um, you know, total network usage. So, you know, how much data is transferred over Wi-Fi versus cellular so that the company can have a little bit of visibility into, um, you know, what they're paying for, for data for these mobile devices that they own, uh, things like that. But other things like, um, you know, seeing people's text messages or their phone calls or, you know, websites that they visit or apps that they use throughout the day, those things are not collected by a traditional mobile device management solution. Um, there's certainly solutions out there that you can, you know, look into, but, but MDM is, is not one of them that would provide that sort of access on a device. Um, and then there's some customization that you can utilize as well with some MDM solutions to handle, you know, privacy concerns about, you know, HIPAA or, or, you know, employee privacy concerns, you know, things like that, where you can even turn off some of those, um, you know, basic features um, when it comes to collecting data from the device. Hmm. And there's a lot of add-on features to multiple MDM platforms now that also protect against um, viruses and, and malicious malicious issues that come in and, and can steal data from from these corporate devices? Yeah, so MDM solutions are cloud-based. Um, you know, they're all, you know, based in the cloud. Some of them have on-premise versions, uh, but for the most part, customers, you know, go with that, that cloud option. And because of that, there's a lot of things that kind of plug and play and, and work with MDM solutions um, to allow additional uh you know, management capability. So there's solutions out there that focus on the data management side of it. There's solutions out there that focus on the security, uh, you know, the mobile device security side of things. Um, you know, tons of stuff out there. There's, you know, there's a lot of software that you can integrate with an MDM to get a more, um, you know, customized or, or fully fleshed out uh, cloud-based environment for your devices and your company. And what do you think? One more, we'll let you go. If you had to 
put your finger on maybe something that um, customers you wish they had a better understanding of maybe when the, when the leads come to you when, when we go to implement the, these solutions for the customer and it's been sold to them however it's been sold to them like what hurdles do you see at that point like what what could have been instructed better to the customer to avoid some potential issues with deployment and that you see such a high volume of these customers that i thought you might have some unique perspective on um, how we could potentially have a better transfer of knowledge uh, between the sales rep and the customer uh, to kind of you know make sure that the implementations go smooth yeah well i mean at the very basic level you know the communication with the sales rep and the customer has to come from a place of knowledge so you know the sales representative having a basic understanding of you know what an mdm's intended purpose is what needs it can address and what needs it can't address i think is pretty essential so that when they're having a conversation with a customer before anything is even purchased or or considered uh if the customer states a need to them they can say oh to themselves i know what can solve for that you know we can use an mdm solution to address that need but other needs well, maybe I'm either not sure about or I know cannot be addressed with an MDM. So, um, you know, knowing that basic information is super important, but also having the ability to clarify exactly what the customer needs during that sales conversation is important as well. Because when that's conveyed to my, comp- my team uh, at our company, that enables us to proceed way faster and much more smoothly when it comes to the actual implementation phase. And also, if we're brought in to provide pre-sale support, if we already have an idea of what they need, I mean, that whole experience is, is way better. Yeah, and, and to that end, um, at, what, at what stage can they engage you? If, if they have, say they show up at a customer site and the customer's interested uh, in an MDM and, and maybe they aren't comfortable talking to some of the details that, that somebody like yourself might be able to um, help them with? How do they engage you at that point? Yeah, so we, we do offer pre-sale support. Um, I would say beyond like a, a basic conversation about, you know, whether the customer actually needs an MDM or not. Uh, we can also uh, provide technical demonstrations for customers if they, you know, are kind of unsure about even what an MDM is, what it looks like, you know, what it can do and can't do. Uh, we can kind of get on a call with them, show them around the, the online console and, uh, discuss in detail their specific use case and and how we can make that happen so that that's something that we do do so yeah in short pretty much from the beginning of the sales process you could bring in a partner like csg prm lead yeah right from that point and um can you correct me if i'm wrong you do have the ability to kind of um help guide them on on which mdm might be the worst i mean might be the best one excuse me (laughs) might be the best one based on the the customer's needs yeah yeah we can do that awesome well we really appreciate the time today i know you've got more customers to to get back in there and get cranking on but he is the man the myth the legend patrick hamilton here in the flesh i'm sure we're going to have him back on a future edition he's uh such a popular guy in the verizon channel um we're at some point going to do a questions for hamilton segment Uh, where we're going to ask you guys to send some stuff in that he can answer here on the podcast. So thanks a lot for joining us. Very honored to have with us uh, our next guest. Andy Brady is joining the program. Andy is a vice president of sales at Verizon Wireless. The guy is 
had about 10 different titles and been promoted uh, at least that many times since I've known him. Uh, really, really honored that he would join us here for the premiere edition of the Boltcast. So uh, let's dive right in. So, Andy, if you could break down for us why you believe the partner programs are, are thriving at Verizon. The percentages are up year, year after year. Uh, and from my seat, obviously, being involved in it day to day, uh, there seems to be an increasing level of activity and engagement with us, which is fantastic. And what do you attribute that to? Well, I, Mike, I think the key thing is that we, we have seen mutual success together. Uh, we realize that there, we can't do it by ourselves. Uh, and, and if we lived in a vacuum, may, maybe that, that could happen. But there's, a, there's an innate ability and quality that each of our partners bring, whether that, that be through hardware, software, or, or a combination of both. Uh, when you have a, a good product uh, and a good a good position and a a, a, a group that you trust uh, to help you continue to, to push your brand and push your your uh, agenda uh, mutually together, that that's where the success has happened. I think to your point that the success that we've had in the partner network just in general uh, has continued to, to to flourish. And I, I think there's no there's there's a lot more room to grow, uh, continue with growth uh, there because of of all the new, new and interesting products that are coming out. So I, I think it's, um, it's, uh, it has grown rapidly, but I think there's a lot, a lot more uh, left to go for sure. Absolutely. And I agree. And I, I'm kind of banking on that. Uh, question number two, um, this, this podcast is, is for Verizon reps mainly to, to understand CSG's offer, offerings, what we've got going on, what we're seeing in the market. Uh, so I wanted to ask you as someone who has rapidly ascended, quite frankly, just in the time I've known you, um, if I'm a Verizon rep, even, you know, say an SMB in Omaha, Nebraska right now, that's listening to this podcast. If you had to give them your advice, what is the quickest way to ascend in this organization? What makes an outstanding Verizon business rep? What attributes do they need to have? to not only produce and sell, uh, but to, to get the attention of, of folks uh, that you're different, that, that you're the type of guy that, that is uh, worthy of promotions and, and, and progressing yourself internally at Verizon? Well, I, I think you've got to be a good listener, first of all. Uh, you got to understand what, what not only uh, your customers are telling you, but uh, um, uh, what, what your, your, your business partners are telling you uh, internally. Uh, you've got to be tenacious. I, I think there's a there's tenacity is is something that isn't taught. It is something that you just own. Um, I think you got to be real to yourself. Don't try to be someone you're not. I think I've seen a, a, a bunch of different times where people try to emulate uh, someone that they they see as being successful, but they can't do it because uh, that's them and and you are you are you. Um, I think creativity is also important. You know, I, I look at the success that we've had with your organization. And that stemmed from the creativity that people had where maybe we didn't have a product here or a product there. And, and you guys set the need for something that we, 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 in conceptual nature, saw that there was a great opportunity. Um, but we didn't have, to, to, uh, didn't have all the, the nuts and bolts necessarily to, to win that deal. So, um, and, and, that, and then lastly, I think the key thing is, is to never quit. Uh, there's always there's always enough time to make another phone call. There's always enough time to knock on another door. There's always enough time to go out there and refine your your craft. 
when you wake up every single day, you do the same things over and over again, you get the same results. And if you, if you cut corners here or there, uh, and, and specifically cutting corners when it comes down to activity, um, that, that's when you're going to, you're going to fall down first, but the job is hard. I mean, this job that, that we, we have as, as sales professionals, not only in, in our business, but in, in any business out there, it is hard. And that's why it's, it's a certain uh, type of uh, skill set in order to be successful. But, uh, I, I think those, the, the, the traits I just mentioned are commonplace, but, but again, uh, everyone has to put their own spin on it and everyone has to be their own person. And, um, you can find some of the, the there's no college course that says, here's how you, here's your sales, sales 101, if you will. Um, and, and you have a variety of different majors that, that people come from, uh, uh, every walk of life from a history major to a business major to a, a medical major to, or, or a healthcare major, whatever the case may be, when you're true to yourself and you figure out what, what you're really good at, stick with it and go with it. So I, I hope that wasn't a long drawn out question or answer, uh, but uh, uh, just the thoughts that, that first came to my mind. No, yeah, and I listened to that and I immediately thought how many things you said were applicable to my own sales team uh, relative to I how I like to hold them accountable uh, to activity and uh, a lot of the different things that you just mentioned and, and really in sales, uh, it's, it's a lot of times it's a very universal thing across, uh, a company, the size of Verizon wireless and a company, you know, what 80 employees that we have at CSG. So that's really interesting stuff. Um, my last question and the one that I'm most interested to hear, um, I'm, you know, you and I are both kind of history nerds. We've, we've, uh, done a fair amount of, of, uh, reading and studying, uh, things in the past. And I'm fascinated with different leadership styles. Uh, and I've always been a, a little bit, uh, you know, not to, not to kiss your butt. Uh, I would, if I was really into doing that, I probably wouldn't do it on this type of recording for everyone to listen. But I've, I've always um, listened to you speak. I've listened to you around your peers and uh, around those that report to you. I've been privy to a few conversations and stuff. And I've been uh, pretty taken back by, um, you know, just your, the, the way that you command the room and the way that, um, you know, you kind of lead your, 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 your troops. Um, what is your leadership style? If you had to describe it, which I know is tough to do. And is there anything that you have found that motivates people, um, more than you thought early in your career? Like as you've aged and progressed, um, you know, and gotten to the level that you are that, looking back at when you were in your twenties, you were like, you know, maybe, maybe it's not simply about money anymore. That this is what uh, needs to happen to get the, the fire lit for this individual. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I appreciate your comments. That, that's, that's good to hear. I, we'll go in reverse order. Um, when I started uh, leading people, um, my, my goal was that uh, I thought everyone should be like me. And like, uh, so I, I knew I was a good salesperson back when, when I was selling uh, with, a, with a quota uh, as an inv individual contributor. Um, but I quickly realized that I'm me and, 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 and they are they. And, and um, once you figure that one out quickly, uh, you, you, you then, then you, you kind of go down the path of, okay, well, so then you set goals. And what are your goals? What's the goals of the organization? What are the goals for your team? And then, then once you figure out what the goals are, um, how do you take each one of those goals and then attribute a person or, or a group or a, a product set or, or whatever to, to achieve those? And so, the, you know, common basic 
things and, and, and leading any organization is, is what I'm referring to now. But I think the success that I've had is, is I'm, um, I'm, I'm a habitual learner. Uh, I, I don't uh, like to sit back and, uh, and just rely on my, uh, my wit and charm. Uh, but I, but I certainly uh, want to uh, to understand uh, how things work. I want to understand how the business works. I want to I want to be a student of the game. And when you're a student of the game, that 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 inquisitive lifestyle uh, that that you have uh, will certainly help benefit uh, you and and your overall um, uh, position in life. But the the other thing, the the key ingredient that I figured out is is I am who I am, and I say what I feel. And I mean what I say uh, 100% of the time. And when I think you're truthful uh, and you're, you're real and you're humble and you're kind and you're, you, uh, how you were raised, how your mom and your dad thought of what, what a, a perfect uh, uh, grown-up Mike Pittman or a perfect grown-up Andy Brady, that, that's what I try to aspire to be. I try to, I try to aspire to... Uh, make my my family proud of me. I I, probably, I try to aspire to make my uh, children uh, proud to call me dad, and, uh, and my wife uh, proud to call me a husband. And if you can do that, and think about that every on a single on an everyday basis, I think it, it only benefits you. Do you? Uh, you also have to make. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Real quick, do you think you're intimidating? I certainly hope not. Uh, I think that um, my directness sometimes can maybe. Uh, uh, be intimidating. My size and, and stature sometimes can be intimidating. Um, I don't have that problem. But, <laughs> but you know, I I I I, I hope not. Um, I, I what I what I would hopefully uh, everyone would realize is that uh, when you're real to yourself uh, and you're you're real to what you believe in, uh, then people will follow. And once people follow, uh, then it gives you the opportunity to uh, uh, you you and your organization uh, to, to be great. And it's, it's not the one thing I learned quickly uh, over time. It's, it's not about me anymore. You know, when you're an individual contributor and you go into a sales leadership role, uh, you, you quickly determine that uh, you were important back then. You're still an important person. You're an important person to the community, to the world, to the uh, where, wherever you live. Um, but you, it, it's got to be about your team. And it can't be about you. And that, that's probably the biggest, biggest learning block, learning lesson that I, I, I had back 20 some odd years ago when I started this and, and uh, still sticks with me today. Well, folks, uh, it's going to be tough on whoever follows uh, with our next edition to, to follow Andy Brady in our first segment of three questions. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's a privilege and an honor to have you on here. And obviously to work with you uh, is something that, you know, I personally take a lot of pride in. So thank you very much, sir, for hopping on the show. And uh, we look forward to forcing you to come back sometime again. Mike, I appreciate it. And I really appreciate your partnership for, uh, for everything that you've done uh, with us uh, over the last uh, little couple of years. Um, you've been a true asset and true value to, uh, to Verizon and, and a great partner overall as a whole. So I uh, appreciate everything you do and congrats on all your successes. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. So obviously I want to thank Andy Brady very much for coming on. Um, he's set the bar pretty high here on uh, the first edition on, on, the, on the guests that we have on this program. We'll continue to bring on uh, Verizon executives when we can, Verizon reps, Verizon teams. Uh, I'm, I'm very curious if I can pull this off, James, and, and you might think this is crazy. I'm springing this on you now. All right. I was thinking about 
finding a, a customer or a rep who actually had a bad experience with us. Wow. On the program. Sounds like a Domino's commercial. Yeah. Um, and talk about what we could have done different. Um, you know, obviously we'll try to resolve the situation if we haven't already. Maybe, you know, I'm not sure which, who we'll find. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we can find one. <laughs> but if, if it's something that we, that we have resolved, uh, just a discussion around how we could avoid that problem next time. Yeah, a few things come to mind. We can have a, a lot of fun with that, I think. Okay. So I look forward to that. If you guys have any ideas what you'd like to hear, uh, send me an email. It's just MP, like Mike Pittman, at csgstore.net. Uh, James Muncy is jmuncy at csgstore.net. And that's M-U-N-S-E-Y. If you guys have any ideas for this, if you'd like to be on the program, if, you, if you, there's some value you bring, uh, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. So uh, reach out to us. Again, we're going to try to really mix this up and make it fun and dynamic moving forward. Uh, but wanted to kind of set the tone here with this premiere episode, let you know what it's all about. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Look forward to uh, growing this thing. Have a great day. Take care. <laughs>